Welcome, welcome back live from the virtual, who do you like here, studio of Joey's staff. It's me and Zito, the kid is no longer here this evening. He's got other shit going on. I don't know what he's doing. He's tired uh, of us talking about Joel Rosario. And Saez. He's actually speaking at a men's conference for men's rights. Well, that's good. Because every time, every Christmas, he gives me a fucking donation in the (laughs) men's fund. That's the Mr. Peterman. I don't believe that for a second, George. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kids out. uh, Kids out in the out of town. I can't wait for uh, his wedding where I can give him a donation to the human fund. <laughs> uh, be awesome. $10,000 donated. Yeah, in, the in your fund. name. In, in your name. Yeah. Feather in your cap. Or maybe, a, maybe I'll give them one of those. Uh, I planted a tree for you gifts. Maybe I'll do one of those. Mm. Or you Take can just, a picture say, of it. just say you named a star after him, you know? Mm. Yes. Uh, for the two of them. Seri- <laughs> Uh, uh, Sirius one four nine eight seven de hyperlink six. That's now <laughs> that's now called the Justy. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's in the Xanadu region, I believe. Milky Way. <laughs> you can only see it for fourteen days during June. <laughs> yeah, with a strong telescope, you got to go to like NASA. But it's out there. It's yours. Yeah, yeah it's yours. What's going on? Well, welcome back. We are uh, virtual this evening. We are not in studio. This uh, weather in Wisconsin is crazy. Actually, what we were doing was trying to you know, stalk David Portnoy and see where he was, seeing he was in Milwaukee for the first time ever. That was pretty exciting. He's in Racine, so, you know what? Eh, tomato, tomato. 25 minutes I, outside. I hope he was there and drove a little bit south and was trying to buy the old Dairyland. That would be cool. That would be solid. Open up a uh, bar stool down there fucking legit i'd move it's I'd still, move it's still sitting there it's, it's completely empty down you, if i would have won uh a two bill we'd had arlington and Dairyland. oh man doing both baby it's a lot of action but, well welcome back everybody another great week we appreciate uh Elio coming on last week uh you know obviously we uh we had him on for the one race and we were tracking him and dave and they're uh syndicate action good to see them uh, get back into blackboard the end of the day but uh more records falling for us in terms of uh downloads and follows and interactions so we appreciate everybody we appreciate uh, the interaction and uh we'll keep it coming we're hot on the derby trail we're gonna have some fun coming up uh obviously holy bull we got this coming up this weekend and then uh before you know it all of a sudden it's florida derby and then we're talking kentucky derby so lots of action coming up thank you for coming along with us yeah yeah the uh holy bull it's an interesting race than typical years is past. Is it though? It it is. I don't know. Uh, to to me, it's. I know a lot of people are kind of going the route that it's a glorified claimers race, but uh, it's different. <laughs> it's different than in previous years. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I was when I first read the form. I'm sitting there like that scene from Major League. You know, who are these fucking guys? <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Yeah. It's it's like I said, it's just a different uh, caliper than I think what we're used to seeing in the Holy Bowl. Um, and we and we talked we talked about it, and maybe this is, and maybe we're just still so close to it from last year. But you know, two years ago when we first started this podcast, the Derby Trail was was okay. And we saw some long shots, we saw some crazy shit. The Derby class I thought was pretty darn good. I thought last year was just outstanding. And yeah. So I I can't decide if the if the three year old crop last year was just. You know, a, a a top one percent crop, and this one is like an average one. So I'm just kind of disappointed. Or if it's, you know, I think we're Bobby B. Yeah, I think we're short sighted. I think we're short sighted because you know, if you go back to last year or previous years before, when you start getting into the beginning of February, like we haven't really even gone through any major races yet. It's still way early, and there's always the front runners that you think are going to go to the Derby, like this year's Forte. Like they're still lightly race. They got a lot of races to go through and they've got a lot of prove before they're able to, to get to that standpoint. So I just think that we're all, we're thinking like in like late April in February. And I think we need to like recalibrate a little bit and be like, no, this is the way it always is. It just seems differently when you're looking back and tracing back from the Derby, going back to those prep races. 
which I'm sure you're 100% right. And maybe in my own mind, I'm trying not to fall deep in love with like a white of Ario in these prep races like last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, this would be the race for it because that's the only one last year in the Florida Derby. And that, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't see anybody uh, typically right now, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who wins this you know race and then comes back. You know what I'm not going to be watching on Saturday? What's that? Santa Anita. Yeah, well, there's another major race out there. It's highly, no, no, highly no, competitive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I mean, what do you think if there's prop if there's prop bets? Is it Baffert versus the field in that in that race? What do you think? Yeah, well, <laughs> Baffert's one to one to sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Bob's horse has a chance to win, but I think Baffert's horse has a chance to win. But he's got to beat out the other two Bafferts, which is going to be tough. Mm, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Biggest lines would be like minus fifty thousand for one of Baffert's horses winning that race. Yeah, but what a waste! I mean, Twitter versus all over it, but it's like yeah, everybody feels the same way. You know, zero points being awarded in in the Lewis. It's uh, it's unheard of. It's fucking stupid. I mean, I mean that's like uh, you know, hey, we're gonna play the uh, the entire AFC playoffs. Are gonna play? We're gonna play out the whole bracket. Yeah. But you know, Patty Patty Mahomes actually was cheating. He took a he took a torrid a tor- a toradol <laughs> shot in his leg. So we're gonna DQ him, but we're still gonna play the fucking games. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, I don't want to talk about football. That whole, that whole setup last week to move the line. Kelsey's not playing. Mahomes is hurt, and then there was like nothing. Was like, well, you like, didn't like that fifth. You didn't like the fifth down play. <laughs> yeah, I like fifth down. Wait, wait, they didn't convert. Give him another down. <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, Arian Foster came out and said that the NFL is rigged? Did you see all the backlash behind it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Alvin Kamara's response. He's like, dude, when I saw the script for this year, I was like, bruh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scripted like like wrestling. It's like, you know, Vince McMahon's calling all the uh calling all the plays. I don't buy it. I think Arian's looking for clicks. They are listed as entertainment. It is not really sports. It's NFL is listed as an entertainment organization. Like Which wrestling. Yeah. Which is fine. So. Which is fine. Yeah, all the all the memes coming out. Like, <laughs> I think I sent you guys one uh, a TikTok and it's like you know, Hamlin, like when he read the script, like, oh Christ. <laughs> too soon. It's too soon. He's all right. Too soon, bro. Oh. Twitter. Uh, the internet uh, always wins. It really doesn't matter. I know. It's so enjoyable. Yeah. I don't even remember what life was like before the internet. God, dude. That's, that's a good, great question. I remember. I'll tell the story on the show. I don't care. I remember the first time I stumbled my way into an adult adult website when I was in like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trouble was, is I couldn't control the volume of my modem. You remember the old AOL sound? That's <laughs> 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 like you know, 1130. I'm trying to get in there and look at some Jenna Jameson. <laughs> Blaring sound comes on. Oh, my God. Everyone can hear it. Joey, what are you doing in there? Nothing. <laughs> Homework. I'm waiting for the screen to load. Uh, yeah another week yeah great another week my friend last week was kind of a just a it's been kind of a kick right in the pills for me since about last week friday yeah betting wise yeah saturday started out well yeah that's that seven to one i can't believe it went to 22 to one and i'm pissed off because i just should have put a huge a huge win bet on that seven because i love that Oh, on, on Sunday, a mandatory. Oh, payout. on Sunday, yeah. yeah. Sunday, I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We shared some thoughts Ugh. back and forth. Uh, originally, I had three, then I moved it down to two, the four and the seven. You had the seven. Start off at twenty-two to one on top. I'm like, okay, mandatory payout day. That's good. Yeah, um, sure. Seven mil- seven million in that bitch. Feeling right. Good. Yeah, got through second Ugh. leg, and then third leg was the big, the big punch. And I, I got to be honest with you. That was probably should have been a spread race, but I was trying to keep the ticket skinny, and you peeled. You, that was the last one you peeled back. I peeled uh, the fifth leg. Ugh. Fifth Ugh. leg, yes. I went front, I went front four, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so I went five or six. So I went four or five on 
Saturday, five or six on Sunday, four or five on Sunday. And then, uh, what the fuck day was it? Monday or Tuesday? I was, I was kind of trying to get back at the world and I went, uh, four or five and two Philly big fives at, uh, <laughs> at, uh, our favorite Monday track. And then, uh, I think I went three or four the next day. So uh. cheers to me. Cheers to me, baby. I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> about those. The shitty part too is it's not like I'm getting bounced in the first or the last leg. It's like yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. So even if I went, if I went pick five, pick four, pick three and played them all, I'd have lost all three. Well, yeah, we talked about that. You just start chasing and you keep getting bumped in the same leg. It screws you out of everything. The, uh, we should really get you a t-shirt here. The, you should have the Frank Costanza stop short. We got to kind of probably do something with that for you. Cause you stop short on all the horizontals. Uh, well, four or five, five gonna, or six, two or three, three or four. You know, I, I can deal with it better when it's, you know, you go, you have one of those days where you go three or five and it's like, all right, I just wasn't, I wasn't fucking seeing it. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You'd prefer, or like the kid says, you know, better to be blown out in the first leg. <laughs> No, because four, <laughs> four or five and five or six sucks. Sucks no matter which way you get you get bounced. But like those those days where you go, you know, two or five. I, very rarely I get two or five, but three or five is usually where it goes. And it's like, okay, well, I, clearly I wasn't I wasn't seeing it today. But when I, you have the four or five or, or the five or six, and and you had you had all the horses marked, and you got too cute. That's where it. Yeah, you just piss yourself off. Exactly. This week, I think it's going to, I don't know. I'm, I'm more worried about the middle legs again. First two, I'm kind of confident. It seemed, a couple of these seem like one or two horse races. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why the that's early extreme. legs look simple, right? Yeah. The, the kid did send his picks over, too, as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, I'm looking at his first pick, and I'm like scratching my head. But did he go with hard, hard? Did he go to hard, hard to handle? <laughs> no, no. Is he is, is he going first time gelding right out of the shoot? <laughs> uh, you knew that would be the angle, but no, that's not the one he took. But uh, yeah, we can get into that. I don't know. You want to you want to get right into it and see if we can get this yeah, five ticket. Let's go. Right. I'm halfway through this uh, this bottle of wine. Might as well. Let's go. Let's see if we can't uh, finish this up with you still having a glass left. All right. So let's see the uh, pick five is the eighth race. I did not check weather. I should have probably checked weather, but I mean, it's been fairly decent, but I know they got some moisture like fairgrounds in Oakland. Have you seen the track down there? Yeah. It's soup. It's like, uh, uh, let's check. yeah, it's like run through the ocean. It's pretty bad. Both tracks were pretty, pretty horrible over like there. An old man trying to send soup back in the deli. <laughs> ah, um, Saturday forecast. There is 70% chance of precipitation right now. All right. Maybe, maybe. This, that could be drastically changed if the, I think there's at least one turf race that might be coming off then. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, Saturday, yes. Yeah, so Saturday they're calling right now. 73, 70% chance of being wet. 21 mile an hour winds. Interesting. Mm. I wonder what direction that's coming. See if it's behind their backs. <laughs> they go coming sideways. They got tailwinds. sideways <laughs> rain. <laughs> itty bitty singing, right? <laughs> it even rained uh, upside down. <laughs> See, it comes straight up from underneath. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like, doesn't it rain every day in Florida for a little bit? Like, yeah, and then it dries up in like ten minutes. So it's typical. But yeah, I don't. I don't have uh, AM or PM. It just says precip as it stands right now. Was it the AM PM? <laughs> No, the, the, the AM it wasn't the AM. Was it the snooze? Was it the snooze? <laughs> separate vi- separate knob. Ah, why separate knob? <laughs> uh, uh, wait a, a minute. What do we got? Do I do I have an hourly? Oh, this is Friday. Oh shit! Rain all okay. day. Okay. Oh boy. So right now it looks like they're calling for rain to start Friday at about four mm-hmm. Eastern. And then there's uh, at least 30% chance before all the way through midnight. And then it goes to 70% from midnight all the way through, I don't know, 7 o'clock. Damn. In the forecast of showers with wind from 10 a.m. throughout the course of the day. So unless this this storm front blows out or moves around, this looks like it's going to sit here and be windy as fuck and raining all goddamn day. 
Well, I would assume then that the ninth, which is on turf, the kitten's joy, if they move that off the turf. <clears throat> oh, it's interesting is that's a one turn mile too. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that one's a mile on the 16th, I think. I like that. I meant the other. Uh, uh, here. here we go. Oh, the ninth. Say so the ninth? Yeah. Oh, yeah the, the ninth is ninth is two turns. Yeah, okay. that's a full mile 16th. And the 11th is a mile on the 16th. <clears> two <throat> turns. Okay, so they're both two turns on the Sorry, 12th, I'm, but. I'm thinking the eighth is the uh, the one mile, one turn dirt. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that's the dirt, though. So I don't know. If those races yeah. come off the turf, I don't know. It's a good caveat to kind of maybe put a side note on those races, but we'll have to yeah, we'll have to check it again tomorrow. But as it stands right now, you know, it looks like it's gonna be a, a really shitty, rainy, windy yeah. fuck story. Great. Oh, welcome to our weather. All right. Well, anyways. Perfect. Let's uh let's go ahead and get into this for Saturday. That's so we're gonna start off in the eighth race here for the first race for the pick five. It's a mile on the dirt. It's an optional claiming seventy five thousand, purse of eighty six thousand for three year olds, which have never won a race other than maiden claiming or starter, or which have never won two races or a claiming price of seventy five thousand. I've got two and I'm I don't know. I guess I'll talk to the one that I think has the has the best chance. I don't even know what the odds are here. You know we don't look at odds, but you always always tell me afterwards. I'm gonna go with classic car wash. And this is Mark Cassie and the ambassador of speed, uh, Emicio Yaramillo. The reason I really like the horse is that it's top speed. Oh, who, who would be texting me today? Chuck. Yeah, it was Chuck. From the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my tornadoes are ready. Sorry about that. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Got to go pick those. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. I'm going with Classic Car Wash, the Ambassador of Speed, Emicel uh, Yarmio, Mark Cassie. I'm going with this as top speed. It's it's forward-placed. Uh, last time out, uh, that was on the synthetic, and it wired the field in a field of seven, and that was in an allowance, uh, 54,000 condition. Now winners of one of the maiden. And it broke its maiden, 50,000, uh, by eight lengths, and that was a field of eight. It's been at Gulfstream Park since it uh, debuted back in July 2nd, had the gap, came back after a horrible debut race it you know and it just comes back and yarmio and like i said the, the, the way the horse ran it not only won the race but if you're looking at the late pace figures for this horse i mean 103 and 102 it's got the best late pace so not only can it go to the front and get there and set decent times i'm not saying it's like an ungodly fractions that it's been running but it can get to the lead it breaks well and it's got the kick to come home and it's third in the prime power so uh 90 and 88 speed figures i'm, I'm gonna go with one of the best gate men out there at Gulfstream Park that can get to the front, wire the field, and still have something coming home that he's proven twice. So I'll take Classic Car Wash. I don't know the price. Um, right now, third favorite at seven to two. It was Classic Car Wash. Um, mm. I like it. The um, I see this as a three horse race. Um, yeah, I think you only you, you throw out the two, four, five, six, and don't even let them run, and just let the one, three, and seven battle it out. That's yeah. kind of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, the one note I thought that was interesting on classic car wash because those are the three, the three I've got circled is the one, three, seven. Um, the three being the longest price right now at seven to two, which I think is really interesting. The seven going off right now at eight to five, and we've got uh, Tappet Trice the one at nine to five. So the morning line's really heavy on the uh, two Pletcher horses. Yeah. Um, which yeah, no big surprise there. So getting a price on Cassie at seven to two, I think would be a, a gift. And the interesting part that you said is obviously the the two races, uh, two races ago on the dirt on the surface at Gulfstream, when it ran a one a sub one twenty four seven furlong, one by eight and a half lengths. That's the mm-hmm. first time out after after it being gelded. So the first time out, um, first time out had some balls. Second time out did not have balls. Total two different races, <laughs> two different races completely, and the and the conditions weren't that much different. Fifty thousand, fifty five thousand. One was an optional claiming the second time around. Right. So, so uh, I like I like Rhea. I think the three has to be on the ticket, um, and I think both Fletcher's ticket, both Fletcher horses have to be on the ticket. Yeah. Even though the prices are shitty, I I, I, I won't be able to have not. I don't think I'll be able to kick a, a Pletcher uh, Irat or a Pletcher Sayas horse off of a ticket at any point in the yeah. near future. Agreed. I mean, Chesterkin's no joke either. $330,000 purchase price. I read Ortiz Todd Pletcher. First time Lasix, and it won easily first time out on December 31st. Bullet workout on January 28th. All the signs point to, you know, I read being able to go out there and keep pace with the three. And I mean, again, you can go to the inside and have the one just sitting there waiting for them to fall back. So I think he got it locked up with the 137. The kid's choice was the one, Tapa Trice. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, I thought. 
I assume that's where he would go. Um, what's interesting about that though is the one is going to be, I think, the furthest off the pace. I think the seven is going to set the pace. I think him, him, in his first time out, obviously it's, it's what seven furlongs versus a mile. He went twenty-two and a half and forty, almost forty-five, and and one. Um, I think the seven is the speed. I think the three sits in the pocket. I think the one tries to come off the pace. I think you got all three angles covered with those three horses. Yeah, and I I, I like the price on the three, obviously, because you know Ira's going to get bet down if he's already at the, oh, at the yeah. morning line. There he is. He's probably going to go the odds-on favorite with the one. I think the price play is the three because you're going to get the opportunity for a horse that has the ability to to stick with the seven and pass it in the stretch. Like I said, that closing that late late pace is just it's eye popping for me. The one hundred three, one hundred two, and ninety nine mm-hmm. for. You know, uh, Shesterkin is no joke either. Uh, one time mm-hmm. out. And then, yeah, you got the one just uh, sitting the rail trip. And uh, it was funny because it was Saez. So <laughs> the kid took Saez. So, you know. What? Yeah. Oh, that, that was his pick. So. He's mentally and emotionally kicked out. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> right. Joel's dead. Joel's dead. Yeah. <laughs> just, just won't even think about him. Uh, yeah, I think we got a lockdown one three seven. I like the four underneath for any uh, exotics, though. I thought that one was interesting too. First time LASIK, always within four lengths in every single race at any given point in any race. The farthest he's been back has been five lengths. So can stay for the place. <clears throat> if if Chantel was on him, I'd probably have a little different feeling. Not that Jose Morales is is a, a slouch by any means, but yeah. for Jorge Delgado and Chantel Sutherland teaming up and a race of this caliber, a 75,000 condition, which kind of fits this horse's bill, that would be a little more appealing to me. 82 speed figure two back when it was on dirt, scratch out the synthetics, the two trips on the mile at Gulfstream park, pretty solid broke his maiden 50,000. And then, like I said, optional claim 75,000, same condition here. This is now when there's a two, it was in. So, I kind of like the four underneath too. I don't know what you're going to get on a price on that, but uh, that would be completing the exotics. But one three seven. I, I mean, I think if if the four were to win, it would come off as a outrageously gigantic price. I mean, every other horse in here is double digits at least twelve to one, with a too hard to handle long shot at twenty to one, which will probably go to a million to one at some point. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact on that too, though. <clears throat> Just uh, took fifth the last time out at Gulfstream, right? Yep. At six and three quarter lengths, mm-hmm. coming coming back to Gulfstream with no balls. Yeah, first time geldings are always those ones. You know, obviously you saw what it did for the four, <laughs> right? For the classic three, car yeah. wash for or the three. Yeah, you saw what that what happened with that one. So it, it does do something for the horse. It does. They do run differently first time off uh, off gelding, and I think you can legitimately scratch the last race six furlongs at Gulfstream for that horse. You can scratch off the mile in a 70 synthetic that it didn't even have any kind of a showing in. You really got to go back to the seven furlong where uh, it broke its maiden at 40,000 at Gulfstream in September to really get a feel for what this horse's capabilities are. But the coming home time and uh, the splits weren't enough for me to justify at 40,000, you know, again, probably a decent price underneath though for the, for the, for the verticals. So and for me, I mean, yeah, I you know, I have the one in there as well, and I understand that just from the the Pletcher Saez combination, right? If if the seven's gonna be the rabbit or the three's gonna be the rabbit, the one who pulls down on it. Yeah. Um I just I just see the two the two times the two times out of Aqueduct where the mile mile finishes that are called one thirty nine each time. Yeah. I'm not in love I'm not in love with that. Yeah. Um you know, typically we like to see a mile at one thirty six or better. Um and we're looking at the seven and the three, both running seven furlongs and one twenty four, and then you know, classic car wash at one twenty three, right. almost one twenty three, one twenty three and three. So, you know, if I if I had to whittle this down further, I'd be looking at three seven. Yeah, the only advantage I give now the one, the only nod is that that last trip was in the mud, and if it is rainy and it is shitty out, that one's gonna. It's already proven it can run in the uh, off track. Nobody else has had really a, a run or a go at an off track. And you got to look at the yeah. breeding and you still never know when it comes to that. It's really about position. And it really is, even if a horse uh, has never run in mud or slop before or rain, if you can get to the front, that's half the battle because it's less kickback you got to deal with. Um, okay. If the three or the seven didn't break in a race where they look like they should run away with it and it's muddy out and they get hit in the face, they sometimes you don't even get a run. And they just sit Correct. there fourth, fifth and never make a move. So Regardless of weather, regardless of track, take your front runners, pray for the best. Even if they're not good in the mud, they still probably have the best chance to the fact that they're leading and it's better than being in the back. That's what she said. 
<laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's exactly what share it is. That's the one. All All right. Right. So Let's we got go we go. got one three seven. Let's get to the ninth race. Ninth race, a mile and the sixteenth on the turf. It's the kitten's joy. It's grade three. Purse of one hundred seventy five thousand for three year olds. I'll take the one candidate, Tyler Gaffleyon. Yep. Arnold Delacour. Uh, what's not to like? Uh, three for three. That's uh, last three out. That first one on an off track. That's what disappoints me is we're talking about mud. And if you go back to October, ran out, I mean, took the lead, just faltered. So I think the horse is kind of literally has like gained some confidence. It's definitely getting better. Its speed figure has improved every single race. 63, 75, 81, 91. It's ran in optional claimings. It's ran in non-graded stakes of 100,000 last time out at Gulfstream Park. Likes the track. My only concern here is that if it's off the turf and it goes to dirt, if it goes back to that October 2nd form, it's going to fade pretty fast. So I'm hoping it stays on the turf, but if not, I, that'll be the first one I take off the ticket, shockingly. But I'm going to go with Candidate. Um, I like you. I, I, I'm right with you. I get the one on top. I like that. Uh, obviously, it stretched, <laughs> started a mile and eighth, and the shit, then we went to 116th. We're coming down to a mile. We've, <laughs> right. we've, got, we've got three straight wins. We're going back to a mile and 16th. It just beat Major Dude his last time out in January. The race, he looked good in the race. Um, so I've got the one on top. I've got the major, I got Major Dude behind it um, as the four yeah. on the turf. Came back nice. Went, we've got two nice performances sandwiched in between a, a real shit performance. Uh, if you look at Keeneland um, in November. Yeah, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't have the greatest showing there against some it's, pretty tight. Some still pretty wasn't bad. Taught, Hot competition. Yeah, one thirty-six mile. I, it, it's fine. Yeah, three and three quarters um, lengths off the lead at the finish. Yeah, but sandwiched in between a, a nice one forty-six mile and sixteenth and a one thirty-four <laughs> right, mile. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think it likes Gulfstream. It likes the turf. I'm looking at dirt. I'm not in love with this horse. I'm the same way with you. If it's a sloppy mess, like if, if it's if it's turf, I've got one four. Not very sexy or appealing. It's the two odds on favorites. I think they're much the best on the turf. Um, if we're going to go to dirt, I may go way to the outside and I'll take a good look at the seven congruent. Oh man. Um, I, that's my, that's it. If it's muddy, go to the seven. I agree. Um, I was can't, couldn't wait to jump on it. I'm glad you said it. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. I'm assuming that you're looking at the mile at Laurel. Um, obviously it's a 140 time, right? But sloppy mess, um, Stayed, stayed forward and I'm breaking away and wondering like two and a half in a, in a non-graded stakes race. So uh, yeah, dirt, I'm on the seven. What do you think of uh, lights of Broadway? What are your thoughts there? Uh, the five yep. lights of lights of Broadway. So, you know, again, I'm going back to if, if it stays on the turf, the horse is competitive on synthetic. And then in the pulpit it ran a decent race. I wouldn't say it was a horrible race. It wasn't uh, the odds on favorite It was five to one. So I think you got your money's worth for coming in second by two and a half lengths. But um, the times working out the times here, I mean, the horses even had a few workouts on January 20th over the turf and January 27th on the turf. And I was looking at those times, which I like the January 20th, not so much as January 27th. And it's steadily moving up as well. Um, and it's speed figures. So it's on the upswing, which I do like. Uh, I just thought against these, it was questionable. It was probably my secondary tier that I had. Cause I really only had, I had the one in the four, uh, like yeah. you. And, uh, I did also add, uh, the three moon cat as a questionable because that's only had two races and it just broke its maiden. But I did like the form it was in last time out. Um, I don't know what the price is on that one either, but, um, out of Malibu moon, um, yeah, that's that's the big that's the big long shot morning line fifteen. Yeah, and the workouts were nice. I like that. I like the four furlong workout at forty six flat. So again, if it stays on turf, I'll add that one on my ticket as a, a long shot. I'll get off the ones we just talked about. But I yeah. I wouldn't be mad at if I'm going to go spread in this race, which I don't want to early because I think these are the ones that look a little more formful. Lights of Broadway could be put on your ticket. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if we did a group ticket and added it in. Yeah. I, 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 See, I'm, I'm I'm flipping a coin, right? So I, I like the one in the four on grass. If it's if it's grass, I like the one in the four, and I, I'd be happy just cutting the ticket there. Um, I also took a, a good hard long at the, look at the six on the grass in Dude in Colorado. Um, that's Pletcher Saez, surprise, surprise. But really, I'm looking at the mile and 16th that it ran at the, the BAQ mm-hmm. at a 145 and one. Um, didn't win the race, but 
stayed fourthly placed. Obviously, he ran a slower split. I don't think he's going to get – and he ran a 23-and-a-half and a 49-and-a-half. I don't think he'd be able to get away with that in a mile 16th at Gulfstream. Yeah. Uh, but to come come through the, the closing speed down the stretch to finish at a 145 from those splits, um, there's something there. So if I really want to spread on like grass, I'll probably do a 146. Um, and then if it's dirt, I may single the seven. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's exactly where I'm at. One four six is interesting. Uh, I I still would want to keep the three. I mean it is you know, in front of the podcast here, Chris Davis's horse, um, and I know the the workout tabs show exactly what they're trying to accomplish here. And going the uh, the mile and a sixteenth on the turf is kind of what the next step was for this horse. So uh, if Chris is confident and feeling good about his opportunities. Uh, on a horse that's kind of moving up fast and breaking its maiden, going into a grade three, then I got to I got to keep an eye on it. And I probably got to I got to got to keep it on my ticket. That's not going to be the one to cost me. Let me just say that. Um, I'm with you. But yeah, if it's off the turf, man, it's 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 really just changes up the whole game. I got to go congruent the whole way and probably just do a single. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because even if you go way outside, right? You go to Jose Ortiz, who's been red hot in this in this uh, in this meet, also with his brother, right? But Papio just ran a grade three stakes race in the slop at a mile 16th and who ran at 153 and you know i think just got done a couple days ago yeah yeah and i know they had a blinkers last time off of that horse he doesn't have him i don't think this week but i'll tell you that that's 37 lengths back and a 40 speed figure uh yeah i'd have to say no it does not like the slop obviously bolt Oro did was not a did not like off tracks as well either so Kind of fair enough. The course. What, what's Dr. Golfstream got? Dr. Golfstream had your four. So you two are docking, even though he's not here. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You guys are docking a couple hundred miles away from each other. I, I like the one, uh, but I, I'd back it up with the four. Okay. The one four is Yeah, I he's mean. all over major dude that lost a candidate last time out. But again, we'll, we'll see what goes on with the turf. Right, listeners have to pay attention to that and, and bet accordingly. The one thing I don't like about Golfstream sometimes, though, is that they, they changed they did it one time they changed the configuration of the pick five and took races off the turf after tickets were already in yeah i don't that's that's not that's not cool make the decision before the race goes off so everybody knows how you're handicapping a race is it turf or is it dirt or is it synthetic where are you moving it to you know because that's the that's the other key usually they move from turf turf to synthetic and some of these if it's on synthetic it's it's that in between between turf and dirt probably going to react better to the synthetic than they would the dirt and they love putting every fucking race on synthetic anyways anytime they can they, do. they, they just they love do love to beat yeah. yeah so i mean if we're switching <clears throat> i'm keeping candidate on the ticket then i'm going back to your lights of broadway if it goes to synthetic then i really yeah. think lights of broadway has a legitimate chance i probably peel back on chris davis keep him underneath uh, on the three with alvarado and you know we kind of go from there and major dude is that uh that same situation, probably keep it on the ticket. So what we're saying here, folks, is uh, pay attention to the fucking forecast. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, up to Tune up into to race, the race. race. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this forecast, <laughs> if this forecast is right, I mean, we're going to know by race one what this track's going to look like. Oh yeah, it's supposed to rain all fucking night. If it's torrential right. downpour, they they will just completely take it off and put it on the synthetic. And as long as you know that, then everything we're handicapping, I think, stays the same. Don't go to the dirt transitions like congruent, but <laughs> well, the crazy part is, is based on what I'm reading, you know, Gulfstream. What is it? Is that the only East Coast track that's actually going to run? Yeah, it's going to be AQ? freezing cold up in New York. Yeah, polar vortex bullshit. Sub zero temperatures. <laughs> no, sub zero. <laughs> now, now plain zero. <laughs> hey, light bulb. <laughs> Fucking movie. Running Man's a great movie. Underrated. A lot of thank God they haven't tried to. Thank God they haven't tried to remake it. Yeah, can't. You know, Richard Any Dawson Arnold movie. Yeah, you, can't, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, Richard Dawson was awesome in that movie. He's still uh, alive. No. No, dead. Gone. Yeah, he gone. Go, go. All right, kid. Let's move on. On to race 10, seven furlongs. It is the Grade Three Forward Gal. Purse of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for Phillies three years old. Uh Allberger. But I'll give you mm. one. <laughs> All right. Too tough for me to handle. I will go. I've got uh, three highlighted, and the rest are all circled. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Because they all, all of them? They all have a. Uh, I, yeah, I think there's maybe one I can peel back here. This is tough for me. The times, split times, caliper of the class, speed figures, uh, the pace of the race. Everything just had me second guessing when I tried to see who was going to go and how it was going to run out for time wise. But I'll go twice as sweet. Tyler Gaffleyone and Brandon Walsh. And this would be a little bit moving up in class. Although, you know, it's really not a move up in class when you're looking at it from a purse standpoint. You got a grade three, it's worth 125000 So these horses that are running these non-graded stakes for 100000 this is basically the same class they've been running against. Um, and they're all doing the same thing. There's one or two that are dropping down. But I'll talk about uh, twice as sweet. This is my one. Scratch off the one turf race on August 28th. Keep everything else the same. Six furlongs on the dirt is how this horse likes to run. And I think the added distance here is actually going to help. Last race wasn't a total loss. Um, the time wasn't that great for six furlongs, but it wasn't the best trip three wide, six wide upper inside, just a lot of movement mm-hmm. and not a lot of action. Wasn't the best ride from Brian Hernandez on that race. This horse has had multiple jockeys time and time again, <clears throat> it's only been out five times. It's had four different jockeys. Now you're getting Tyler Gaffleyon with, you know, one of the better riders here at Gulfstream having a great meet. Just cracked his 2000th win. And the fact of the matter is, when you're in confident hands, if he can run the same way he ran two back on November 12th, and the workouts are suggesting that he's back to that form again with two nice workouts, uh, five furlongs 102 and five furlongs of 101 and four, I like the distance workouts for this horse, not gate works because he gets out fine. So I think the if he goes back to two two races ago on November uh, 12th, that, that 110 and two, that's a winning time here against anybody he's got in a stalking uh, with a great position at the rail uh, for Tyler two to save some ground. So I, I think this is his best opportunity. Godolphin, Brendan Walsh out of candy ride twice as sweet. Twice as sweet. What's interesting is the second time we're seeing a super fast time coming out of Laurel. Do we need to do, do some uh, California investigations on that clock? You think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think so at Laurel. I don't see a lot of shattering ties coming out of Laurel, but again, I, I don't watch that track as often. But the interesting thing to me, you know, it's out of Candy Ride. How many horses yeah. have you seen bred out of horses that came out of Candy Ride that were sires? This is actually out of Candy Ride. Yeah. Which is interesting. Different. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so that to me like speaks a little more about it. It's got a little more of daddy's juice in him. <laughs> candy Candy Ride still Spitting out white ropes, apparently. Yeah, and you know the candy rides uh, love the off track too, so even better. They do, even better. They do. I hear what you're saying there. All right, you know maybe you, you talk me into this too a little bit. Um, for me, I, I see I've got four horses, Mark. I got horses I'm throwing out immediately, but there's one that whether it's if the if the rain misses us or it doesn't miss us, uh, I'm all over the eight red can- red carpet ready. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that's the kids' pick too. You guys just hey, continually fucking we're fucking docking, baby. Well, let's Solid. let's talk about it. Obviously, it's not over the surface. I would I would even love it even more if it was over the surface here. But if I'm looking at the two times out at Churchill each time. First time out under Brian Hernandez, who also was riding your number two twice as sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at first time out, it ran a 20, 21 and three, <laughs> 21 and three quarters, uh, sub 46 with a 112 flat yes. at six furlongs. And that was in the slop too. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are blazing fractions in this shit. One by 10. Yeah. Um, so uh, if there's rain, I'll probably key the, eight. I won't, I won't even play another one i'll key the eight uh, um if i if we come back next time out obviously still a churchill churchill downs after about 27 days we lengthen out a little bit we go up to a stakes race immediately went right to the front uh didn't wire it obviously stayed a little bit back but still ran a 22 and a half and a, and a 45 and three quarter to post a 116 and four yeah in six and a half furlongs i think there's plenty of speed here i think there's plenty of lungs here plenty of legs here and can do it both um, off track and on a quick track. Um, and it's a stakes race winner last time out. So I, I'm going to have the eight on top. I've got three other Mark, but eight's my pony. Yeah. I got to say the eight is probably the best out of them all. I can make an argument for every single one of them. I mean, that race back on <sighs> October 30th that he won by 10 lengths, he geared down. It was one twelve flat. Yeah. Geared in, the, down. in the shit, in the shit, <laughs> geared down in the shit. At Churchill, different surface when it gets muddy compared to a lot of other tracks as well. It's pretty deep. Well, and Churchill's 
and Churchill's deep as fuck, right? That's it's just that's crazy. what she said. Exactly. So hey, uh, so, you're talking to my wife. <laughs> I told you to stop talking to my wife. Yeah, don't talk to my wife. Uh, <laughs> See, uh, yeah. I mean that's what that's what my wife says. Make me feel better. She said it's just deep. So okay, thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh the eight is your the eight is your top pick i think the two was like i said for me is uh, a great underneath possibility and uh still has a possibility to win i think those are the top two but i can make an argument for everybody in this everybody in this race i don't care if it's second time out after breaking a maiden uh, i don't care if it's a class uh-huh. drop coming out of breeders cup and having a, a little time off Th- there's not one that i could really truly throw out out of this i bunch. can throw i can i can throw out four of them so you can th- maybe three Maybe really? three of them. I'm to- I'm tossing the four. I'm tossing the five. I'm tossing the ten. Okay, so you're tossing Arella Star. Mm-hmm. Yep, first time out on uh, graded stakes in grade one. It doesn't show up on the big race days, but uh, again, look at the sloppy track for six furlongs on November twentieth. Not bad. One eleven. So five. Five's the same way. Five's the same way right. at Gulfstream in the slop, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think the eight is, is much the best. The, the, the other horses I have marked that I like. Um, is the three atomically the seven undervalued asset and the nine um, Pasatino sunset? Mm. Okay, so those are the four. Those are the four I had marked. I wouldn't argue with any of them. It's going to be the all button for me. I, it really is. I think I'll do a ticket. Shit. I'll do a ticket with. I'm going to do a ticket with the eight keyed, and then okay. I'm going to do a, another ticket with the all button in here. Skinny with just the all button, <laughs> maybe like two, two, two all. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe key the earlier ones that I like a little stronger. But who is who? Like the like flakes. I mean, the only thing that would keep me interested in flakes is just my love of Zayas and these random races over the over the surface was fine. Went to one eleven at Gulfstream, but I mean, man, I mean, the, the times have been so fast at Gulfstream one eleven on a fast track. I'm not that impressed with. Yeah, but at, at the January twenty workout five four logs in a minute and three. Um, the horses, it, it's fine. It's in good shape. It's running well. Workouts are decent. And I like it that they pulled it back and just did a little four for a long and 49 and two, just on a breeze. Um, yeah, again, I can't argue with anybody here. The, some of these are just uh, way too much talent and way too much from the breeding side for me to ignore. I've done it in the yeah, past. I'm with you. Uh, if, if I'm going to spread, this is going to be the all button. I'm not going to lose this race. I don't want this race to cost me out because it looks too clean with the eight and the one. And I, I just want to make, make sure I'm back. Well, up I mean, I, the, the one, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the seven, like <clears throat> seven rants, has been one time out, one by eight and a quarter length. Mm-hmm. Now that one, okay. I'll agree, is too slow. It's, oh yeah, it's too slow. One thirteen. Who knows though? One thirteen at Aqueduct. Well, it's one thirteen and one, but look, look at the off-track stats. <laughs> I mean, the percentage for Spitestown uh, beats as a sire for off-tracks is better than I'm anybody else in here. You know what I mean? So again, if it's off-track, it's an all. I'm button. with you. And he only broke his maiden against four other horses. That's not really as. That is uh, convincing to me to set a stalking trip against, uh, you know, the speed and then, then blast past them in the stretch. What about the six? You're going to throw the six out? I can't throw the six out either. Uh, it's one of the graded stakes back in August. And, you know, uh, he's right. You know, he's right. Yeah, Joel's on him. I, I That would be the only reason I would throw it out, but that would be the race that he would finally get his shit together and win. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't throw the horse out. He's never been. Never been worse than third. Again, I have an argument on every single one of these. Nobody speaks like, except for the eight, and that's strictly on time. Um, that says should win for fun, and I it should win on on faster or wet track, right? Yeah, and wet then, or fast. It it still has uh, the best times, and even even the the final late pace is pretty strong for a horse that goes at a lead, just like I talked about in the first leg. I I like that aspect that you you get the lead and still have enough to come home. It's one thing to get yeah. the lead and then burn out and still have a decent figure. It's different when you do that and have a strong late figure and you show it by yeah. going off and winning by 10 lengths and gearing yeah. down and still running 112 in the shit. So, and, and so the other one that I think that would, like, if it was me, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to hit the all button. Um, there's some horses I'm going to kick out, but like even the three and the three is a short price. That's a morning line at three to one yeah. on the three atomically, you know? Yeah. I mean, it didn't, uh, didn't have a great showing. Still ran a sub 146 mile and 16th in the Breeders' Cup Juvie in November. But, mm-hmm. you know, Gal- it seems to love the surface at Gulfstream at seven furlongs, one by seven at a 124. And then, you know, at a mile and 16th, ran a sub 146 and one by six and a half. 
I mean, it, it beat Lynx. Yeah. It, it kept up in that last race, the the mile and the 16th, first time in Pletcher's Barn against Wonder Wheel. I'm not mad at coming Wonder in. Wheel, <laughs> Wonder Wheel. I'm not mad at, at that at all. That that doesn't, you know, throw me off. It's a uh, first time out of state breads and it went to open company and, you know, I Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, grade one. It was a decent race. And it ran, it ran pretty solid. I remember we had atomically. I know I did. So I, did I think second off that race, that's kind of what I'd like to see. Pletcher's second off is, you know, uh, second off start with a, with two turns, 20%. Uh, yeah, I just, there's nobody I can throw off. Like I said, I, I can give you an argument for every every single one on here. may not be convincing, so, but I'll give you an argument. Let's, uh, let's go to the next race because weather specifically for me, this one doesn't give you a whole lot of fucking options for weather. So if it's me, I'm going to try to get, if it, if, if the weather comes the way it is, I'm going to try to go skinnier in race 10 and this will probably be my all burger because I don't see anybody who's ever run in the shit in this race. And the majority of these horses have never run on dirt <laughs> or if they yeah. have run on dirt, it's been once. Right. Okay. So let's go, let's go to 11. Yeah, let's get to the 11th race. Uh, 11th race is a mile and 16th on the turf. It's the sweetest chance stakes, purse $175,000. Phillies three years old, rails at 35 feet if it stays on the grass. I have four listed here. I have a question mark on the fifth one. I have no backup plan here if it uh, if it goes to dirt. Synthetic, I think we're we're safe to handicap the way we're at, like we said earlier. So I think if it's dirt, it's all. Yeah, d- dirt, it's a <laughs> throw a dart. Uh, put numbers in the bag, have your kid point to the form. Uh, one of those options will probably give you just mm. as a uh, high quality of what you're going to get from me. I mean, from what I see, Alpha Bella is the only one that's ever run on dirt in the slot at a mile and 16th. That's the only one in this whole field that's ever done it. It's the only one. I, oh, don't I like. take, I take that back. <laughs> Met- Metaphysical did it too. The four, except it was almost 16 lengths behind the leader. Okay. So that was the four. And who was the other one? Four and the five, four and the five. Five, I have a question mark on, but the four. I do too. The four, I have nothing. The four is the only one I could probably throw out. Moving up in class, going out in distance. Eh, not a bad race last time, but it was optional claiming 75,000 condition. I just, not in this, not against these. On the, gra- me. On the grass? On the grass? Yeah. Not a fucking chance. Yeah. On the, on the dirt? I have to have him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, yeah, really, he yeah, didn't really like, he didn't really like the off maybe. track there back in the maybe. end of October. So no, I'll that, still keep it the off four. the ticket. That's, the, not the four, the five I would keep. The four I would keep. Yeah, the five you have to keep. Five, five yeah. you have to keep if it's off. All right, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. All right. I know it's a lot. I know there's a lot to, to talk about. We keep going back and forth through the track conditions, but it's screwed us in the past, and we don't handicap it that way, then what we're talking about here really means nothing. So I'd like to go back and make sure we're covering our bases. Mm-hmm. But I've got four here. I could talk about either any of these four. Um, I don't know if you want to go first. I know the common one here for the, I guess, podcast common denominator was – Cairo consort. It's been a podcast choice a few times. Cairo is going to be on the ticket for sure. Got to, got to have him on there. And I don't see why you would want to take him off uh, in any situation. Uh, Stephanie's charm. Interesting closer coming off the pace. Got, there is a lot of early you, foot. So I kind of like Jose in these situations for Jose. And Matt you got, you, you got to say it right. You got to say it like Johnny five. Oh, Stephanie's. Stephanie. <laughs> uh, I told you to stop talking to my wife. So Stephanie's <laughs> charm. Uh, listen, she's the only horse to run the distance at a mile and the 16th on the turf. Right. She does stay at the turf. Right. It's the only one that's run the distance. And yeah, albeit it was in the Jessamine grade two, which was kind of a poor showing, but it was the first time uh, in a graded stakes race, came right back in a 75,000 non-graded stakes race, came in third by a length, closing like a freight train, and then just missed last time out in $100,000 ginger brew. Both of those were at Gulfstream Park. It loves the surface. It loves the uh, the Gulfstream Park turf. So as long as it's on the grass, Stephanie's charm has got to be on my ticket. Okay, fair enough. So we got seven and nine. Who else do you have? Um, I'm going to go same kind of idea, not way off the pace, but maybe in the pocket. I like, I mean, I think we all like forwardly placed horses on this track. I'll probably go to just the inside looking at heaven, heavenly Sunday. Mm. Um, I think, I think there's no way we Cairo Cairo concert is on here without a doubt. Okay. Grass, grass, dirt. I don't care. Seven's on the ticket. Mm -hmm. Eight on this, on this, on the grass. I'm going to have this heavenly Sunday on here. Um, we got we got Mr. Braddy Cox. We've got Tyler Gaffleoni, and we've got another horse out of Candy Ride. Yep. Hey, um, yes, turf, 
we, we know what it does. Uh, two times out, one both times. Um, last time out, I'm not in love with the time at Keeneland here at 136 and four. Um, but I do like it sits in the pocket. I do like the idea of some mistakes happening um, at some of these front runners and the eight being able to pick up the pieces sit in the pocket. So, yeah, I like Tyler. I like Tyler on the grass at Gulfstream on this horse. Gotcha. Um, question. I also have. I also have the nine, and I also have the five. <laughs> you also have the five. I've, I've kicked the one for one reason. Hmm. Time too slow. No. One thirty-eight and two. That, that's not really. It's only great. I didn't even look at the times. I just looked. Oh, Joel. <laughs> it's yeah. Joel. It's awesome. I'm not. I'm not having Joel on a ticket until he wins a race. Sweet. I don't lose care. I don't care. Hmm. I don't care if if I lose this based on that one. Um, but he's just been so bad. Yeah. So bad. This will be the now one he's he been, wins. But he, no, you already said that bullshit. <laughs> you said that on the six two races ago. Uh. Um. Where he's been particularly terrible, though, hasn't been on front-running horses. He's been particularly terrible on closers. Yeah. Um, like he's been awful across the board, but closers have been terrible. So if there is one, if there is one reason to keep it on the ticket from from the Joel perspective, is he got the rail and you got some early foot? But uh, I just don't. I, I don't see Sweet Lou winning this race. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Melly Moo? Oh, what do we got for here? Seven and a half furlongs. Uh, first time in the States debuting at Gulfstream. Uh, the $75,000 non-graded stakes back on December 10th. Yeah. Second mile length. 92 late pace figure, 85 speed figure on debut here. Uh, 128. Yeah. And, and we got a Calumet Farm Horse with Sisterson coming over to run an American turf. I get, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right. Then I'm going to blow your mind with... Uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about a lot of horses here, but... You think we need one more? I, you think I we think, need one more? I think we need one more. <laughs> you think we need one more? Are you going to pad me? All right. We'll get one more. Yeah. A six Bolsara. Deepest closer in the field. One time on the turf, which was the mile November 27th. That was $120,000 Teppan. At Aqueduct, then it would ships in. 84 speed figure with an 89 late pace. Carmouche had this thing wheeling at 47 to 1. And it lost to Joel's horse up there with uh, Sweet Lou's. Sweet Lou's got what? Sweet Lou's got aces. Aces? He's got AIDS? What was it? <laughs> Sweet Lou's got AIDS. No, Sweet Lou's got aces. And uh, ran uh, ran fourth four lengths back, but it was so far back. I mean, especially at Aqueduct on that track, it was a good good turf. It wasn't even a fast turf that day. So again, if I'm looking at off turf, if they do run it on the turf and it's good instead of like firm, and it's got a little give to it because Gulfstream does when it has a little cut to it. Um, some of these horses respond different. So I think Balsara has a decent opportunity as well. And Lionel Reyes brings in some prices. So I don't even know what the what's the odds on Balsara. 15. 15. He's the one that brings them in. Any other jockey, I'd probably put this on the shelf, uh, look to hit it in the super or the trice underneath, but he can bring the top ones in. So going back, let's recap who we have staking on the turf. So we definitely. Um, stay, staying on the turf, turf specifically. Seven and um, the nine, right? Um, I've got seven, eight, nine with a five underneath. Seven, eight, nine. With the five underneath, and I'm okay with sticking with seven, eight, nine, and the five underneath. But I, I like that six too. If it stays on a good turf, it'd be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it could blow I up the board. Be, I think it's going to be a sloppy fucking mess, dude. And this is going to run on. I, I like if they if if they go to um, synthetic? synthetic, if they go to synthetic, I I will probably key Cairo. Okay. Just, uh, I don't know. I mean, Stephanie's charm has a little has a little bit more sexiness too on on the synthetic at Gulfstream. It loves the surface there, so yeah. I don't know. That would be my single it's, if I ever did go to synthetic, and I was looking to to do a single. Stephanie's charm would be mine. You would go to you'd single her, huh? yeah, over over Cairo Consort. And again, that's just uh, these are these yeah, are the races. Rice. These are the I'm races right where here. I go. I read this. Now who's texting me? Good God, dude. Carl? Bro, Carl. Carl Broberg? See you. 
<clears throat> oh, that was a that was a group text. That was the kid. He's hot he hot Carl with a K. What is he doing? Kid just sent me some twenty five years. Duh, 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 duh. Chad Brown. What? Fucker's texting us while we're recording. Oh, uh, dude. So he, yeah, he's at the ceremony uh, for his fiance's award that she's getting here for the state for all of her uh, oh, work in the parks. That's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. So it said there's a. Must be like the flyer they hand out. It says 25 years of service. Chad Brown. <laughs> I didn't know he worked in the what? Parks and Recreation Unit. What kind of service are we talking? Is it mostly like service with your hand? <laughs> Chad. He just circled Chad Brown on the form of all the people's names. Award for the strongest oh, strongest man. hands or strongest grip. <laughs> Dude, talk about a degenerate. Alleg- this kid's like, Ooh, Allegedly. <laughs> Whatever. He's fucking playing Chucktown right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In between him doing his pick five at the award ceremony. Uh, God, that kid's awesome. Get up with this three. <laughs> get into him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Set him down. <laughs> Give him the reins. Let him go. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right. I think we've got enough horses for the 11th race, and we've given the listeners enough to go off. Let's go to the uh, the last race. Holy Bull. The Holy Bull, grade three, a mile and a 16th, purse of $250,000. Grade three. This guy years. here is dead. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my pick for the Holy Bull. I'm going to go with Cyclone Mischief, the four. Yep. As Dale Roman's only horse for the entire day. That doesn't really mean anything from a trainer standpoint, but it's the only one he's got running. It's Tyler Gaffleone, who, again, you know, I'm probably going to be riding a lot of Tyler here. He's the only one that's riding consistent and uh, looks like he's giving me uh, a run for my money every time I, I have him. He's giving me everything mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Closing late, making moves. If he's got a speedster, he's doing the right thing, and he's trying to rate. None of this... Should be on the front, sitting fourth, fifth, not getting pinned at the rail like he was early in the meet. Just turned a corner after 2000 and when he was near the 2000. So he's running, is a different jockey to me. And he was great before. He's just doing fantastic. Uh, 136 and two last time out on January 8th and optional claiming 75,000. Not the best showing in the uh, <laughs> Kentucky Jockey Club grade two in November 26th. But listen, had the lead. And I mean, say what you want. Uh, went out, tried to steal the race. Had a, uh, Joe Talamo tried to go ahead and uh, take him basically uh, on the way home and just kind of hit a brick wall for a mile and a 16th. So we're going a mile and a 16th again. I don't think the distance is a problem because the horse broke his maiden at 100,000 at this distance. So my concern here is that it's all trip can, you know, trip dependent and has to be close. Horse breaks well, should break well again. I think Tyler's going to put him in the right spot. Second in the prime power here and great closing speed, late speed of, uh, uh, late pace, 90 and 97, especially the last two. Horse continually is improving. This would be my top pick. This would be my uh, one of two horses that I have in this race. Hard not to like the four, right? Yeah. Hard not to like them. Um, I'm going to go to the outside. I'm going to go to the eight, Rocket Can. Well, um, Billy Mott and Junior Alvarado uh, teaming up here. What I think is interesting about this horse is, especially for Saturday with the weather coming up, has run up the distance in the slop. Um, obviously, a Churchill, similar to a, a different horse that we talked about before, deeper track, um, typically a little bit slower uh, when it's deeper, but uh, is able to, to, to win uh, a race in the slop with really slow early fractions, right? You got 24 and, 24 and 3, four, uh, 49 and uh, what, a half, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, was able to finish out at a 146.32 in the slop win by two lengths. So I like that. Um, then when you come the next time out at Churchill, same surface, this time it's a fast track. Um, this horse ran a 24 and 47 and a half and then ran a 143 and seven. And I think that's the fastest mile and 16th that we have in this field that we've seen. And that's at the Churchill track. Um, so I think on a fast day, I'd still like the eight on top and in the mud, I'm still putting the eight on top. I do like the four, I like the four being the ticket as a hedge, but, um, I'm going to take rocket can the eight on top. Yeah, that's, that's number two. Those, those are the two I have, the four and the eight. I can't go outside of those. I think Rocket Can and Junior Alvarado, same thing he did in the Pegasus, going to be able to close out the Holy Bowl maybe and uh, wrap up another Saturday with another, you know, graded stakes win yeah. uh, like he did last week, uh, which was an unbelievable ride, by the way, on a horse that it I was. pretty much did not think had much of a chance and didn't really give it much of a chance. And from a handicapping standpoint, those are errors you shouldn't make. And that was one that I definitely made last week. And, uh, 
I Wait, so art, art, art collector, art collector. Yeah. Yeah. I dismissed him, And you know what? I think, uh, Nikki, Nikki O had such a great point and him and I talked about a little bit about why don't they release the jockey cam ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah. Why is, why does art collector the only one with the jockey cam on? And then he wins indecisively. Like it's, interesting it's interesting it's all, it's all scripted why don't you kick me in a fucking hand mm, exactly <laughs> i'm telling you if if you believe the nfl scripted shit you gotta believe in the in the jockey <laughs> if you're not thinking conspiracy theory i mean what are the, it's gotta be hitting it it's gotta be hitting it like an 85 percent clip right well you know who wasn't wearing one was fucking rich strike and that's why they blackballed that fucking horse forever because that wasn't supposed to win yeah the horses um yeah. What do you think about the six legacy aisle? Uh, so I do have it circled here. Obviously the speedster one thirty seven and two. I like the times. I know it's moving up in class, but who isn't in this race? So that's really not a downside against these workouts are decent. It does like Gulfstream park. Uh, yeah, undefeated, undefeated on the surface, right? Yeah. The thing that, the thing that gets me is that when you get into these races like this and I understand, listen, Louis size is a great jockey. He's having a great meet as well. He's fighting for the, uh, the jockey title here at the championship meet. Yaramio is no slouch when it comes to getting a front running horse. I, I love him on the front runners. Like I didn't leg one of this race uh, yeah. that I called him out. If, if he can get out of the gate and he can get out, he's a great jockey. Saez is also a great jockey. Again, not denying it, but I, I really wish I would have seen Yaramio on this horse uh, for the fourth consecutive time for Rohan Crichton. That would have been a lot better for me and more confident for me to put him in, but I got him circled. The times are decent. Uh, the horses that it's run against is run against a few of these already and beat them and put them away. So I don't see why legacy aisle, um, you know, another horse with a decent mud pedigree, if it isn't off track, um, should do well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Obviously 150,000 stakes and wired the, wired the field on the surface. The only thing that, that had me the questioning, it was, you know, it ran a mile. It wired everybody. It didn't, it didn't win by like seven lengths. Right. So it went 27. Then the, the fractions were super fast, 27 and, and, and four, 45 and one. And the final time was at one thirty-seven and a half. So everyone in this field died down the stretch. Right. You know, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about about that. I don't know if he's going to get to the front. Him and Mr. Bob are going to burn each other out, and that's going to be a. I mean, that's how I see it playing out. That's that's Cyclone Chief and and Rocket Can closing down the stretch. Yeah, uh, just to talk about that last race for Legacy Isle. You know, these are three year olds. They're lightly raced for this horse. This was his third time out in the Mucho Macho Man, and it it definitely right. drifted out. It uh, started to wander a little bit as these horses do get green still, uh, coming home. And, uh, you know, got disqualified and placed second. So sometimes that also um, can kind of come back to, you know, a horse lost last time out, won the race, was disqualified due to, uh, you know, a DQ and got placed second in that. And the purse money changes, of course. But, you know, a race like that to bounce back from, this horse is going to want to be clear. And so from a race like that, I want to look and see what the workouts are kind of telling me from January 1st. And I've only got one to work off, which is January 27th, and it's five furlongs. So, that's what I want to see is a longer five furlongs. Four furlongs would have been all right, but I'd, li- I'd rather see the five furlong workout, which was really decent, 101 flat, two out of 26 that day, from a horse that uh, is still kind of getting comfortable on the track. So I'd, I like the workout. It says that they're they're trying to get it a little more, you know, a little more geared up and focused to do what it needs to do out there so it's not throwing its head around and drifting and causing problems coming home again because that, that's what cost them the race. Mm-hmm. So Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, how many points is uh is on this race? I can't remember. Uh, that's do a good know? question. I do not know off the top of my head. All right, I'm pulling it up right now. So, obviously, Forte is the leader in the clubhouse right now, with instant coffee and nipping at his heels, eight points back. I'm gonna pull this up. Futurity, where are we at? It's probably, no, I'm just thinking here. Like, they're not all based off the same point standing, so it, it does differ. Here we go. So, uh, 20 points for the winner at the Holy Bowl. It is. And 20. then eight, 20, 8, 6, 4, 2 are the splits. 20, 8, 6, 4, 2. Okay. And then you got, obviously, the Robert B. Lewis, so that'll be zero. That's zero. <laughs> so, really, I mean, the next few weeks, I, dude, I always forget that that Los Alamitos, uh, I remember betting the shit out of that of that car, Los Al, the week before Christmas. I forgot you get point. That was a Derby points race. 
<laughs> Los Al. <laughs> Los Alamitos Futurity, baby, on uh, Sunday night in December. All right, so moving, uh, so coming up, everything's pretty much 20. Um, it'll drop down to 10 at things like the El Camino Royal Derby. That's a 10-pointer. Mm-hmm. And then Risen Star will be 50. We've got the Japanese race that's 30. I, I'm not even going to pretend to. It's that Tokyo racehorse. We'll just we'll just, we'll just say that. Uh, Rebels Rebels another fifty, um, and then when we get closer and closer, we get to March. You know, we have the fifty point Fountain Youth, fifty point Gotham, fifty yeah. point San Felipe. Yeah, that's when the big boys start hitting. Then April, and then we get the UAE, which if you guys listened last year, reminded you that toss no it. UAE, <laughs> no UAE Derby winner has ever done anything in the Derby. Ain't ain't so no UAE that's, that's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got Louisiana, Ruby Stakes, and I think Ruby Stakes we kind of tossed out last year because that was on... Uh, that was on synthetic. It said Turfway this year. Wasn't it Turfway last year? Yeah, always is. Okay. okay. Yeah, Jeff Ruby. Yeah, so all the 100-pointers are coming up. We got a little little, little pe- measly little 20-pointers. Yeah, little we'll teasers see. right now. They're all the same. I need a bullshit, too. <laughs> yeah, too early to tell, but uh, like you said... Winner of this race may come back for the Florida Derby like, <clears throat> like last year. So when Elio comes back, he's he's planning on coming back for the Florida Derby Day. That's the Arkansas Derby Day, too. We should probably talk both those those races that day. Yeah, we did that last year, too. We covered the... Did we? Yeah, we covered the pick five. We also covered the Florida Derby, and then we dabbled in over it. That's right. Some, some of these weeks, we got to like at least cover the other big race, that uh, point derby prep races uh, in addition. For sure. I mean, like next week, we've got... Uh, I mean, not big points at this point. We got the Withers, you got the Sam Davis, and you've got the El Camino. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> the next big day is March the 4th. That's where we get the Fountain of Youth, the Gotham, San Felipe. Yeah. The New John, York. John, John Begatelli. Bataglia. Bataglia. Oh, <laughs> there Gen- it is. Johnny Bataglia. I went to school with a Johnny oh. Bataglia. Not that Johnny yeah. Bataglia. I'm not that old, but yeah, John Bataglia. And then we got the uh, also went to school with uh, Tony Iannucci. A lot of a lot of good strong Italian dudes. Uh, a lot of strong names. No shit. Yeah, fuck around with those Ooh. guys from New York. <laughs> <clears throat> as you can tell, my reading skills slip as the bottle of Cavatier goes down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mister Battaglia. <laughs> I'm, cham- I'm channeling my inner ladies' man. <laughs> smell of. What is it? Fine, fine wine. Does love not have the fragrance of fine, fine diamonds? <laughs> Does the wind not love the dirt? That's the line. Oh, this is good, man. First, uh, first big, uh, big set of this Derby trail here. It's going to be a fun couple months. Yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting as we start to move on. You know, for me, it's like every race, you start getting a little more itchy for like the next one and the next one. So these little lower point ones, they're just like the precursors, they're the appetizers. They're I just like that we've got we've got stuff that builds to something, right? It's not like when we get into that rut when we're just like going from track to track with nothing to look forward to. Yeah, right. <laughs> just hoping to hit a pick five or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've reached full-on Kentucky Derby handicapping season right now. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Who did the kid have in that last leg? I forgot to ask. D8. You guys docked the whole entire way. We docked the whole card? Just the first leg was the only one you guys differed. So, yeah. Screw both of you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Screw you guys. Oh, that's right. That's right. He had had tap at Trice. Obi Trice. Yeah. Oh, actually, wait. Who'd you have? Uh, no, he, I've got. Uh, he, he has the I've six Legacy the... Isle. That's the other one you were disagreeing with. He has Legacy Isle. Okay. okay. So two, yeah. you guys disagreed on the bookends. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was the well, same because you guys us. are secret handshake assholes, but. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, we touch tips like ET. <laughs> All right, get me out of here. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>